Hi everyone, before we start I'd like to first apologise for the recent hiatus. Life has been very up and down recently and as I'm coming to the end of my apprenticeship things have been very busy. So thanks for being patient and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's jump into it. Hi, I'm Jodie Coulson and welcome to The Lonely Londoner. The title of this one may be a little bit daunting, but don't worry, I'm not saying that you have to be in education all the time. In fact, I don't want people to feel like they have to be in education after school at all. So for this episode, I'm going to talk about the different ways that we can educate ourselves, different ways that I've educated myself, whether that be university, college and apprenticeship, simply getting a job and doing on the job training, independently studying courses or the university of life. There is not one path that will make sense for everybody and nobody should feel pigeonholed into going down one specific route. My experience in education has been vast and I feel like I've had a lot of experience with a lot of different forms of education, which is why I feel like I'm vaguely qualified to speak on this subject. But do, you know, general disclaimer, I'm not an expert and I'm not a careers advisor. (laughs) So me... I went to school and completed my GCSEs and since then I have done a multitude of things including but not limited to two years of A-levels, two years of a BTEC in performing arts, one year at Roehampton University studying drama, theatre and performance, one year of doing an access to HE course in health and social care in the hopes of becoming a paramedic or a midwife, a level one British Sign Language course, three years studying a degree in British Sign Language and Deaf Studies and then I worked for two years at the ambulance service as a call handler and then at 29 years old I decided to start an apprenticeship in media and advertising which is what I'm currently doing now and I'm always finished with. Life is tough to figure out and sometimes the most popular option is not going to be the one that's best for you and that's okay. I feel like In my experience, when I was at school, the only option that was really talked about was going to university. So people talked about how university would guarantee you a job and you would learn so much about independence and life and it was such a good option. And it is all of those things for some people. That doesn't mean it's that for everybody. And the thing is, like in the UK, which is where I live, university courses cost at least £9,000 a year not including any maintenance loans for living costs. And if you're someone like me, who wasn't 100% sure what I wanted to be doing, £9,000 is a big gamble. So just for some transparency, I ended up going to two different universities and overall studied for four years. And I currently owe the government £80,301.62 in student loans and like maintenance loans. Was it worth it? In all honesty, absolutely not. (laughs) Don't get me wrong, university is a great option for some people. If you know what you want to do and you know that university is the way to get there, then that's amazing and it is a brilliant option and absolutely you should go and do it. But it's not for everyone and I think we need to sort of take back the reins and change the narrative that university is the only good option for building a career because it's just not true. I also think it's crazy that by the age of 14, 15, 16, we're made to feel like we should have our entire futures figured out when all you've ever known is sitting in a classroom. (laughs) 
there are lots of other options instead of university, some of which don't cost an arm and a leg and some of which you can actually get paid to do, like apprenticeships. So when I finished year 11 and was moving on to college, I didn't quite like understand the range of options that were available to me. So I ended up choosing as subjects um, just a bunch of academic ones, so including twoologies and a foreign language. And I wasn't really thinking about the future, I was thinking about the now. I had no idea where these subjects could take me, but at that point I was like, I'll plan for the next two years. That's what I did. Picked random subjects that seemed interesting or I thought I might be good at or that I had been good at in school and hoped for the best. And although these subjects were interesting to me, they were also, as I said before, quite academic subjects. And sitting in a classroom with my head in a book was actually not the best way for me to learn. So two years into my A-levels, I remember talking to a co-worker. I had my first part-time job at this point and it was at a fish and chip shop. High five. Um, I found out that she was doing a performing arts BTEC, which I didn't even know was a thing. But I had always loved performing arts growing up. Um, I used to do drama classes, dance classes, and drama was my favourite subject in school. (laughs) So I joined the course for the next year. And those were some of the best educational years of my life because every day I absolutely actually wanted to be there. And I was actually doing like what I enjoyed, which was really, really novel. That was one of the first points in my life where I felt like I'd sort of wasted time because the two years previously doing the A-levels meant nothing and they didn't contribute to my future like in any way. Obviously, like, that's not a sensible way of thinking, and that's just not the truth. You know, it wasn't wasting time. And also, life is really long, and I don't think two years of A-levels wasted anything. But I don't know, I just felt at that point, like, oh, I'm wasting my time. Like, I should be further ahead in life than where I am. Like, other people now are at uni, and I'm not, because I'm starting again. And it, I don't know, I just... That was where my anxiety started, about being left behind and feeling like I was missing out or not keeping up with my peers but regardless of that performing arts had brought a joy to my life and so I decided to continue this onto university in the hopes of working in the arts afterwards like the course however when I got there was just nothing like how I thought it would be It was far less practical than I'd hoped and I felt like everything I was learning I'd already learnt before at college and again it sort of felt like I was wasting my time and I stuck the year out and decided not to return for second and third year Um, but pretty much what had happened was that I had looked up different unis and the one that I picked I picked because it looked like a Jane Austen novel the campus was really pretty like it looked really sort of small and cozy and romantic which is something that I thrived with like the school that I went to growing up was like that it was a small place and I don't know I think I just focused so much on the campus but I didn't actually look into the actual course content and that's 100% on me that's not on anybody else I was not misled I didn't do the research on my own and that was my bad decision making you know no one's to blame for that except for me um but like I say I stuck the year out and I just decided not to return for second and third years because I just didn't want to again waste more time like I felt like this was another year that I'd wasted 
um and it was fun and I made good friends and I had a nice time but I was nowhere further career-wise or education-wise and it just felt like what am I doing I kept thinking that to build a career I was going to have to go back to uni because that was the only way that you could get the skills to get a proper job um I'd spoken to the student finance team um and I'd been informed that you actually were entitled to four years worth of student finance which meant that I could in the future if I wanted to still choose another course um so that was good to know but I didn't really have any plans at that point so I was feeling pretty desperate to just sort of figure out what I should be doing and I thought that maybe I'd been going about things wrong because I kept trying to do things that I was enjoying um but maybe people weren't supposed to enjoy their jobs like jobs are about money maybe that's what I should be focusing on so despite feeling pretty bummed out at this point and feeling like I just had to find anything I did keep thinking about what I wanted um what kind of jobs would suit me what kind of jobs do I really love doing and I used to love like medical shows inside the ambulance ambulance 99 watch your emergency um 24 hours in A&E you know all of those um what's the pregnant one one born every minute I loved that and I thought you know what like I'm a really caring person I feel like I'm good in a crisis I feel like those would be actually great careers for me and that's what I decided I wanted to do. I wanted to pursue some form of medical career, so paramedic or midwife. Um, but I was going to need a degree for those options, and I hadn't studied any sciences, so I looked into how to get around that and ended up on the Access to Higher Education course in Health and Social Care. Um, it turns out this was like a one year course you could take, and it would give you enough UCAS points to be able to go on and study um like a medical sort of field at uni however it sounds like it's going to be sunshine and rainbows but there's always a however it wasn't really a very good time for me and my life mentally like my mental health was just in the bin and I think I was getting so overwhelmed with feeling like I'd been like left behind that I'd been wasting all my time, that I was just never going to figure out what I wanted to do, even though I was in the process of trying to figure out what I wanted to do, that I just, like, I just wasn't doing great. And I kept feeling like I had to be doing something, I had to be doing something, like I have to be trying or whatever, which is why I think I kept jumping into courses and, like, doing different things, because doing nothing felt worse than just trying a bunch of different stuff um but I yeah I wasn't ready my mental health was not good and I just couldn't keep up with the coursework and I ended up leaving that course um and although I did feel slightly better for a little while because I'd left and that was obviously good for my mental health I also felt rubbish because I felt like a failure again and I felt like a quitter and it's not that I just quit things because I don't want to finish them like it took a lot for me to quit that course and I think sometimes like I just wasn't giving myself the credit for the fact that what I was doing was actually looking after my mental health it wasn't quitting it was winning like looking after yourself is winning and I just didn't see it that way at the point so I just it just felt rubbish 
Um, and I still was getting caught up in that, like, I've wasted my time again. I've wasted my time again mentality. And like, it's life. We get a lot of years. So I don't know why I was stressing about every one of these years and why I kept thinking they were wastes of time. Um, cause I did have a good time on that course as well. Like made some good friends, had a good time, learned a bunch of stuff and those are all good things. So I don't know what was my problem, but I was stressing. So after I left that course, I sort of mooched around between a few different jobs. Um, and I ended up working in a phone shop. Whilst I was there, I started taking British Sign Language lessons in the evenings. This was meant to be like, you know, a fun evening activity, something interesting to learn. And I think I'd always thought that everyone should know BSL because it's really important to be able to communicate with everyone that you, you can. Um, and so, yeah, I decided to do that course. I had a great time and I did seem to pick it up pretty quickly. And as per me and my life choices, I just figured, hey, maybe I'll pursue a career in this. Um, so I looked around and found a sign language degree and I thought I'd figured it out. I was like, yeah, I'll get my degree in BSL. I'll become an interpreter. Simple, right? No, <laughs> not simple as per usual. I knew within the first few months of being there that sign language was not for me. Um, it was so much harder than the other stuff that I'd done before, obviously, because I'd done a level one before and I was now doing a degree. Um, but I also struggled to make friends. I was a little bit older than most of the others and I left me feeling quite isolated. Um, but I just didn't want to quit another degree and you only get four years of student finance and because I was on my second year if I then wanted to switch I wouldn't be able to afford the third year so I just decided to stick it out uh finish the three years soldier on get the picture in a cap and a gown that was probably honestly what I was doing it for in the first place my school friends had them felt like I was behind I wanted that picture I think again I was just trying to hit these like milestones and life goals that I thought that you were meant to hit rather than thinking about what was best for me what I actually needed to be doing what I wanted to be doing and again another waste of three years and a massive waste of money <laughs> um like I knew that I wasn't going to be pursuing a career in sign language so I was gonna have to find something else to do so third year comes around I end up going to see the careers advisor because at this point I'm just like, what am I doing? I don't have a clue. I need someone to help me try and figure out my path in life because at this point I was like mid twenties and absolutely freaking out. I'd talked about my previous plans to become a paramedical midwife. Um, and we talked about sort of different options and ways that I could get into the medical field that weren't a degree because that wasn't really an option for me anymore. Um, and then on the way home from that meeting, I saw like five separate ambulances. And to me, at the time, that was a sign. I was like, I just had a meeting about ambulances, like working as a paramedic. It's, it's a sign. I have to work for the ambulance service. I found it. Like, that's my sign from life. And by the way, it's totally okay to laugh at this because I think I was just clinging to anything I could to feel like I had some sort of like meaning or sense to my life and just not feel like I was absolutely spiraling. So like I said, I'd already used all of my four years of student finance at this point 
And so I thought that I wasn't going to be able to do another degree. And so therefore I'd not be able to like pursue one of those careers. But I had still always loved those emergency shows that I was talking about before. And I remember watching them and in the sort of call centre scenes, I'd always think like, oh, I could do that. That would be a really good job for me. Um, And so I looked into that. I thought, hey, if I can't be in the ambulance or if I can't be on the ward, I'll be on the end of the phone. It's still amazing. It's still doing something incredible. And I feel like I've got the right temperament for it. Like I said, get an emergency. Maybe that's what I should be doing. So I looked up jobs. Um, I currently, I like at that point I'd lived in Preston. My mum was in Devon um, and I looked up the job and there was one in Bristol and I was like, yeah, let's do that. Like it's far enough away from home that I'll feel like I've got some independence, but close enough that I can go home if I need to. Sounds perfect. So I applied, had my interview and luckily got the job. So for a little while, that was great I was helping people every day I was doing a job that really meant something like I was really proud to say that I worked for the NHS and I did have some good times you know I met some nice people there were some lovely supportive people there and when I think back and I tell horror stories like you always talk about the bad things you don't ever talk about the good things um I did have some good times there but it did very quickly turn on its head for me. And I had like a couple of particularly really traumatic incidents that just affected me so much that my confidence was gone and my attitude completely changed. And I hated every single day. Like I would feel sick going to work. Some days I'd get to work and I'd sit in the car park before my shift started and I'd cry because I was so anxious about going in there. And sometimes I'd go in and I'd see a certain manager and I'd want to go and throw up because I knew it was going to be a bad day with that particular person. Um, And there were then alternatively days where I'd go in and I'd be like, oh, this manager's great, so we'll have a great crack day. But the days when it was sickening, like I just couldn't keep doing those because it was just honestly making me ill and it was making me so, so miserable. And when I say miserable, I don't just mean like me personally, like I would make everyone miserable. My friends would talk to me and I would just bring down the conversations and I started to feel like this black cloud, like I was infecting everyone with this just horrible mood all the time. I'd come home from work, my housemates would be like, hey, how was your day? And I'd be like, horrible, it was rubbish, like this happened and that happened, obviously like without giving specific details or personal information disclaimer um but I'd be like oh I had a horrible call like this person was really rude this manager was really unhelpful like I had this really traumatic incident and like oh it was just honestly like it it I was just a shell of a person at that point um and I felt quite trapped in that job for like various reasons And I just didn't know what to do. Like, I felt like I had to just keep going. And I was just, oh, it was awful, awful. And there were obviously good days. Like, I won't say there wasn't. And some people love that job. So it's not like everyone didn't feel that way. And like, you know, I had some amazing calls that I will remember for the rest of my life. Like, I've had instances where I've literally saved people's lives. And that will... like nothing can take those days away right but 
there wasn't enough of those compared to the bad days and I just was not okay um so the COVID years really gave me some time to sort of sit back and think about what I wanted and how I was approaching life like I was quite vulnerable so I ended up um going off of work during like for, for a large stint during COVID um and while I was there like I felt like I definitely needed a stress from no uh, I definitely needed a break from the stress of working for the ambulance service um and I decided that once I sort of hit the two-year mark of of living and working there I was going to be done that was going to be the end I would hit that two years and I'd be like I'm I'm okay I was going to go back to my mum's house and move back in with her I was going to get a random job any job job in a shop job like wherever I could find one didn't care about a career didn't care about anything other than just not doing what I was doing at that point um and I was going to try and figure out a plan from there and sometimes it is really really good to just take a step back and like I said before it's not failing to realize that you need your mom and you need a break and it's not failing to realize that the thing that you're doing is just not like helping you in any way and realizing that you need to stop that thing is sometimes I mean I think always actually I'm keep saying sometimes like if that is something that's happened to you and you've had to stop and think oh I need a break that is amazing that recognition of like I this is not like healthy for me this is not making me feel good that's amazing to figure that out um as it happens (laughs) that plan did not go to plan I don't know if you're seeing a theme here (laughs) Um, but one glorious morning when I decided to check for jobs near my mum's house in Devon, I saw a posting for an apprenticeship in media and advertising in London of all places. So I don't know how I stumbled upon that job posting because London was a very, very far away and very far out of my range that I was searching for of 15 miles around my mum's town to try and find a job. It was not something I considered... I'd not really thought about apprenticeships, um, but it had piqued my interest though. And so I read through the posting and I felt a little bit of a spark. It sounded really amazing. And I sent the posting to a few of my friends because at this point I had learned that I just jump on anything and I need to actually think, is this the right thing? Is this the thing for me or am I just trying to make stuff up? So I sent it to a bunch of my friends and actually no they agreed with me they said it sounded perfect for me it was just the thing that I needed it was the kind of thing that I should have been doing like some of them were like yeah dude you should work in that field because (laughs) you'd be great um I did have reservations though because starting an apprenticeship as a 29 year old at that point felt like a huge step back And I don't know if you recall, but I kept thinking through my entire life that I've been wasting time, wasting time, wasting time. And I didn't want to be like 31 and just starting a career or 29 and just starting a career. Um, And I also didn't want judgment from other people like, oh, she's 30. Why is she starting an apprenticeship? And I just, I don't know who I thought was going to be thinking those things. (laughs) And I don't know why I cared. Um... It also meant moving to London, which just wasn't my plan. 
but after thinking on it for about a week longer than usual I decided that in two years time I'd be 31 so I could be 31 and living with my mum in a random dead-end job or 31 and starting a thriving career in the city so I decided to just go for it and after a long process of interviews assessments workshops um I was fortunate enough to get one of the positions and I think I knew that it was the right thing because of how I responded when I was given the job but like the lady called me up and I just burst into tears and I think I was so excited that I could leave my old job um and so excited to be doing something actually interesting (laughs) that I was just like overcome with emotion (laughs) and that guys and gals leads us to today so almost 18 months later i am now 31 i'm a few days off of my final assessment and i've got a permanent job lined up and i've got a wealth of experience behind me and this has been the best thing i've ever done and i've realized that i was completely wrong it is totally possible to enjoy your job um i've definitely finally found my thing and it may have taken me a long time to get here but I made it. And during this journey, I have come to realise that I didn't waste my time. Everything I did before this gave me opportunities to rule stuff out that I didn't like. And every step of that helped me to get to where I am now. And I've learned a lot along the way. And you know what? I did not think it was going to be an apprenticeship that got me there. I had never considered an apprenticeship. Never. Like, I'd heard about them before. Um, but my knowledge of apprenticeships were you get paid like £2 an hour and they're for things like labouring. So that was all I knew. And that kind of proves that we need a lot more education around different types of learning, education, career paths, because there's probably loads of other people sitting at home thinking, oh, I can't do an apprenticeship because I don't want to be a builder or a plumber. And they're only, you know vocational things like that whereas actually there are a lot of apprenticeships and a lot of them do pay like a proper wage um I never would have known so you know what like all of that stuff that I did before has helped me to get to where I am now and I made it on my own time there was no pressure from anyone else whilst I've been doing this course it feels really good to be where I am today knowing the journey that it took to get me here Um, And I'll repeat something that I said last episode because this is something I really maintain. But there are no timelines on life. You don't have to play to somebody else's timeline. Your life is your life. It doesn't matter if someone got there five years before you or five years after you. People do things at their own pace. And there could be a multitude of reasons for this. You know, some people have children young and then want to launch their careers later in life. Some people decide they're sick of their career and want to try something else, which is fine. My mum did that. She became a teacher like five years ago. She's in her 50s. That's amazing. Some people don't yearn for a career career. Like some people just want to do a simple job that pays the bills, like, and then do whatever else with their life. That's cool too. Like you don't, it doesn't have to be like a career career. I have to move up the ladder. Everyone's different. And like... You don't have to have everything figured out. It's fine if you don't know. In fact, sometimes you have to take that step back, like I said, 
to be able to see the path that's in front of you. And it wasn't until I took a step back and I stopped trying to do things that I actually found the thing that I should be doing. Like it was at the point in my life where instead of jumping into another thing, I was like, do you know what? I am going to take a step back. I'm going to go to my mum's. I'm going to recoup. I'm going to try and figure it out. I wasn't trying to find something. I wasn't trying to do anything else. I was just like, yeah, let's just take the time. And it was at that point when I found the right thing. And that I think has some magic to it. (laughs) Everyone's doing life at their own pace. And the only right pace is the pace that feels right for you. It's not what someone else is doing. It's what you're doing. Finally, on a little side note, nobody else cares about what you're doing. Like, I always thought, people are going to think this. People are going to think that. What people... I don't know what people I was thinking of. People probably are not judging you. So don't let your perceptions of what people could say about you stop you from doing the things that you want to do in your own time. If people do think things about you, who actually cares? Who cares? Like, let them judge. Just let them. And that is it. I hope this episode has resonated with some of you. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, I hope it's inspired some people to take a leap or maybe some people feel better about themselves if they're in education or learning or whatever. And if you're not, that is absolutely fine too. We're all on our own journey. Um, I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. If anyone listening does have any similar stories that they'd like to share, then by all means send me a message on Instagram. Um, so the Instagram for the podcast is the Lonely Londoner Pod. Um, or you can email me at the Lonely Londoner at Outlook.com because I really love to hear other people's stories and hear how you guys resonate with what I'm saying. If you do, if you don't, if you agree, if you disagree. I think it's really good to start a conversation and that's kind of the point of the podcast is that we can put different experiences out there into the world because not everybody has the same one and that is the beauty of the internet. So thanks again so much for tuning in and I will catch you in the next episode.